Hey, welcome back, Homeschool Minnesota. Um, I'm Dale Annand again, and we are on part three of music education in our homeschool and why it's important. We have Leah Knight with us. Hi, Leah. Hello. How are you? Good. Um, I just want to open it up with a quote that, again, Leah, she has so many good quotes, you guys. I mean, <laughs> she's just got them all. But this is another quote that she had when she did her presentation up in the Detroit Lakes area um, when we did a, a, a mache um, and a uh, Lache Lakes yep. Area Homeschool Association. Um, anyways, uh, we did a, a combined weekend workshop and Leah was one of the presenters. And this was one of the quotes that she said, and I really enjoyed it. Um, Music education opens doors that help children pass from school into the world around them. A world of work, culture, intellectual activity, and human involvement. The future of our nation depends on providing our children with a complete education that includes music. And that's President Gerald Ford. Yes. So, um, and he made it to president. So, hey. (laughs) If he did it, we can do it. I'm just saying, he kind of came in through the back door, but he did make it. Right? (laughs) Doesn't matter how, as long as he's there. (laughs) An interesting thing that was, uh, and this is so not related, but this is where my mind goes, because I'm ADHD, so you'll forgive me. But um, (laughs) Gerald Ford was never elected vice president. He was appointed the vice president because the vice president that was serving under um, President Nixon um, Mm -hmm. needed to leave office. And then he was, and then he was a, uh, he became president when um, Nixon left office. So he was never elected vice president or president. That's so interesting. Isn't that cool? I don't know. I just <laughs> find that cool. interesting. Right. Anyway, um, so we are going to be talking about the fun part. I mean, not that it wasn't fun before, but boy, we're just gear up, guys, because we're, <laughs> we're going to be talking about how do we, as parents who may have a musical gift, but more importantly for parents who struggle a little bit with music and maybe they didn't have, maybe music was never a part of their growing up, you know, for a lot of people, it just wasn't, you know, you didn't, you didn't have it on in the house and you didn't, Mm -hmm. you know, um, we always did when I was homeschooling our three kids, music was on all the time in our home and it still is. We still, music is such a big part of our family, but, um, but I just think about how do you incorporate this into your child's life into your family's life and it can be intimidating if you're not used to it and so what are some things that we can do and Leah's got a lot of them so we're just going to buckle up and ride (laughs) with her on this one yeah hang on here we go (laughs) and we will have links in the description of these podcasts um, that will give you all the links that you need to be able to follow up yes absolutely so if um we begin I'm going to kind of approach this in two different ways. If you already are a musical family and you're looking to um, get your child into music lessons or something like that, there are several options. If say, for example, you are a distance away from someone and um, you don't have, or you don't have the resources to be able to um, take your child to an actual in-person lesson. There is the Hoffman Academy, which I recommend that one is online. We'll put a link to that as well. And then there's also, that is a curriculum. um, I believe it's entirely based on piano. If I'm not mistaken, there might be others, but that's a good resource. Um, uh, Of course, let me clarify that nothing quite substitutes for um, in-person learning. So building a relationship, right? If, and that student teacher connection is so important. Yes. Um, But that's not always available to everyone. And so these are great options. However, um, 
the another option would be for young children who are just learning. So say, for example, this is this is fantastic. This curriculum is for like two to five um, and it can go older than that. But it's really fantastic for two to five. And that is the prodigies curriculum. And that's okay. where those desk bells came from, Dale. Um, I love those desk bells. We I had know. so much fun this weekend playing them with our little granddaughter. Oh, that's wonderful to hear. They create um, a real stability in learning. So um, there is an entire video curriculum that can come. Now, this one is um, this one is more of a financial investment, but it is something that you would have a lifetime uh, membership to. So that could be something that you could um, share with family members down the line. So yeah. when you get access to this, um, it really is worth the investment if that's an option and an opportunity that you have. Um, and it's so much fun for kids. They love it. We have used the actual video curriculum and I also use them as a resource. So in classes, I am homeschooled and I think like a homeschooler. I use the curriculum as a starting point and then I go from there. So very rarely do I actually use the full video curriculum. I might borrow a video here or there but I yeah. use their books and I use their instruments and I use their approach. And then I do my own thing because I like to read my room. I like to read the class and say, okay, this is what they're interested in learning today. And this is what we're going to do. And you sure. as a, as a homeschooling parent can do the same thing, get the curriculum and then spend time on whatever it is that your child's actually interested in, whether that be what they were intentionally supposed to accomplish that day. Yeah. Really. We need that bonding. Um, so those are options um, for whether you have, whether you're a musical family or not, because they will really be structured. Um, if you are not a musically inclined family and you have the ability and the resources to get an in-person teacher, that would be ideal because that in-person teacher will be a support system for the parent um, yes. that does not know much about music. Okay. So, um, you can go sit in on the lessons. You can listen and you can learn. You can say, Hey, at practice time, I don't understand why they're doing what they're doing. You can give a real person a call and say, what do I do? How do I do this? And if you mm -hmm. have a teacher worth their salt, they'll take that time for you. So Absolutely. Finding a quality teacher is very important. Now on the day to day basis, whether you're choosing an online lesson or an in-person lesson, um, this is how we kind of structure our, our day. I'll give you an example. So okay. um, we wake up in the morning, I pack my husband's lunch and he goes off to work. And then I will turn on some morning music is what I call it. And it's just um, a very upbeat. Um, it's very light though. It's easy listening music. It's very light, very upbeat. I open up all the curtains. We get the sun coming in. I wake up the kids. And we do a lot of cuddling in the morning. And um, when we were at that seminar in Detroit Lakes, the Love to Learn seminar, yeah, it was wonderful <clears throat> when one of the presenters, Roxy Sharma, um, presented on the morning meeting. And I really- Yeah, that, that was great. It was fantastic. And I think music being incorporated into that morning meeting, which is kind of what I've always done without naming it as the morning meeting, but it's really an interesting perspective. But that- that morning meeting where you are, my kids love orange juice. So we have um, <laughs> orange juice in the morning and we cuddle on the couch under blankets and we talk about the birds that we see out the window. And we just, it just sets the tone for the day. And we use the music to set the tone. If I don't use the music to set the tone, you can tell the difference in the day. Yes. And um, so if I'm in a 
if we have less time to do stuff in the morning, then we have a faster paced music because it gets them up and going. If we have more time to just hang out and cuddle, we have a slower paced music. Um, but it's always has that really upbeat sense. So that's just a great basic way to start your day incorporating music into it. So it's going to immediately, yeah. it's going to immediately cause them to feel secure, to feel yeah. comfortable, to set their mood for the day. And if you are constantly um, reinvesting and re reiterating that this morning time is very important and that mommy loves you or daddy loves you and mm-hmm. this this comfort every time they hear and feel this this style of music they're going to feel these feelings again and so you can really minister yeah. to your child you can minister to your child and you're not even there with them because they will exactly. remember the love because yep. it's attached to something that will always be with them and well so, and you're setting the tone yeah of what to expect when they're getting up. Like if right. it, hey, today's going to be a busy morning, so there's the upbeat music or today's going to be a slower paced morning. There's the slower paced music. Yep. You're setting the tone without having to say to your kids, come on, let's get moving. We got to move. We got to go. Yep, exactly. You know, because it, that it stresses it's, them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just a very gentle way. Yep. Um, and, and a very effective way to communicate without having to constantly use your voice. As a mom, we know that we are always like, come on, let's, you know, or motivating or whatever. Yes. You can yep. use music to do that. If you train Absolutely. your children, that yep. this is what to expect. And honestly, um, just a little side note here. <laughs> um, <laughs> the word training, I absolutely love. Training is another superpower of homeschooling. And we use it, that music to support the training. You, yep. you can discipline less. You will have less to discipline if you can train. Yeah. Well, it's a biblical word. Train up a child in the way they will. It's correct. And it's so true because I have far less behavioral issues and things. If the child knows this is the schedule and we're trained to cooperate. Now, obviously I work at the same time. So my children are trained that we get up, we have our cuddle, we get our school done before we go, we have our lunch, then we go to the academy and they have a nanny there and they're with me. In, and so they know what to expect. At first, it was hard because, and I used to think, why am I doing this? But God's given me a special gift. And in order to be the best mom that I can be for my children, I need to be what God asked me to be. And exactly. that's, in, that's in terms of them and others. And so yes. I want them to feel like, okay, it's not always about me. So when we can get up and we can have the time for them and we can have the structure, but then we can look outside of ourselves and, and focus on others and serving others. I think that's very important. We do that in our family through music because that's what, that's my gift. But if you can't even just getting the kids up, getting them going and then plan a project that is um, something you could do outside of the home. So say, for example, at Christmas time this year, we went caroling. We shared our music with other oh, people. We had people crying on their front porch, literally crying, because they had not had anyone ever in their lifetime take time out of their day to bring cookies and cocoa and sing to them. And we use music as a way to reach these people. And they were crying and said, that's the greatest thing that's ever happened to me in my whole life. Oh, we've done caroling before too. And it is very powerful. People respond. They do so well to it. And it's in you. And at first you're kind of like timid, like, Oh, this is not what we do. in you know, post COVID. (laughs) That's right. Well, we just don't do that because nobody likes their, their doors knocked on. Nobody wants to knock on doors. That's right. But But people do love it. It's a way Mm -hmm. of serving the community. And um, so, if you are not a musical family, joining a caroling group, something yeah. like that, it, it is important. And it's funny because I had a um, 
get your co-op or support group together and that's right and go caroling Mm -hmm. one Mm -hmm. of my students um nephews came with and he's a public school child and he was really 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 apprehensive and was terrified and he because he has um harder time with social situations sure and um by the time he was done, he said that that was so wonderful. It felt so good. Did you see the faces of these people? Yeah. What are saying? We just use little old music to change yeah. the world every single day. So anything Well, and it gives you your kids do, a, a focus that's outward. Yep. And we need that. So I yeah. really think that music gives us so much more. So say, for example, we start our day and um, then it's time for school. So we've got our cuddle time in. We did our morning meeting kind of a thing. And um, then it's time for school. So I'll switch up the music then. And um, I'll put on something that causes their mind to be very structured. Now, classical music isn't always everyone's favorite, but it does inherently have um, an approach and a structure that is absolutely useful and imperative. So while it might not be everyone's favorite, there are many options of really beautiful pieces. So you don't have to listen to everything. If you hate Bach, don't listen to Bach. Instead, listen to something else, but use that classical music during the learning time because the theory and the form and all the structure that's inside of those pieces is very, very important because it trains us what to expect. There's something called the chart of common harmonic movement that is inside of music, and it's what we expect as listeners. We've been trained so it creates stability in us. And then if, say, for example, we hear a dissonance, which we're not expecting to hear, it startles us because it goes against the chart of common harmonic movement. Well, yeah. if we are trying to train our children to, to study, to focus, and to be reasonable, if we have that music underlying everything that we're doing that follows those same patterns, but yet is still incredibly expressive, what is that doing to your brain? It's causing both sides of the brain to work. So when they're doing their English, they're going to be humming along and they're going to be using all of their brain to do their English. Yeah. You know, and I think about like one of the things that I, I, I remember doing um, stuff with my kids on musical storytelling. And yep. so one of the things that we did was Peter and the Wolf mm-hmm. and, um, and how you can teach your children like, okay, so what do you think's happening here? What, yes. what you know, the music and you have the little oboe and it's always Peter and each, each, um, each uh, character has a different sound and a different mm-hmm. tone and a, and it, it's interesting to, and you can do this with young children and they respond so well and they it gets do. their imagination going and they, they can put the whole story of Peter and the wolf together based on the music that is being played. That's right. Also another one, good one is uh, the Nutcracker. Mm-hmm. because it's the whole the you can you can literally just listen to the music without any video or any pictures and you yep. can talk to your kids about what's happening here and what do you think's going on here and and you can even start it by saying there's a party at Clara's house and yeah. then they can talk about that and then you know all the different kinds of music um yes. have all you know there it just it introduces another character and same with Swan Lake is another one that's mm-hmm. a really good musical story and yes and so just it, thinking of ways that you can incorporate just even that, and you don't have to musical for that. Right, exactly, because because it's innate. You just hear yes. it. You can hear yeah. it. It's called, that particularly is called a musical motif. So each character has a motif mm-hmm. or a little portion that describes them in the music. And if you are, say, for example, really interested in this, or you don't know anything about it and you'd like to, you can do... Um, studies by composers or you can do them by by countries so there's nationalistic music so say for example um, 
John Philip Sousa is a nationalistic American composer. His yeah. music conjures up the idea of Americana in people's minds. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then yep. you go over and you can listen to Russian music and it sounds like Russian music and Chinese mm -hmm. music and it sounds like Chinese music. That's really, really powerful. And it will, you'll find that yep. all of a sudden your child really connects with one or the other. And incorporating and, it into like your geography studies. That's right. Because, you know, historical studies. Music was um, some of the very first music that was written down was taken through the church. And so mm. because they, the only people educated enough to write things down and translate right. things were um, bishops the monks, and things like and the, that. And yep. the monks. Yep. And but there is an entire culture of songs that were passed down mouth to mouth like they were aural. They were yeah. not written down, but there's an entire structure of songs. And one of my professors in college, she went to Africa and she spent many years, many years transcribing yeah. all of the songs that these children had been singing in their villages for generations that were wow. never written down. And that's what her job was. It's incredible. And it's like musical anthropology. It is. It is. And yeah. She went and collected those songs, brought them back and transcribed them onto paper so that they could be saved in history. That's it was, amazing. It was absolutely incredible. And what if, what if your child wanted to do that? Well, they yeah. would never know if you didn't do a study like that. And they could be yeah. like, whoa, I could learn music just so I could write the songs down that someone else created. Yep. Do you know what I mean? They don't even have yeah. to be able to play it or want to play no. it, but they might want to be a historian of music. Yeah, they appreciate music, and that's what you're trying to build yes. in them is an appreciation, not necessarily. I mean, some kids, yes, they will become like this. This will be their thing. Yes. But if we do nothing but just build an appreciation. Yes, because while we're appreciating, we are also growing. Yes. In the entire brain is. And like I said, you will find in your family's environment, if you incorporate the music into um, your structure, you'll find that your children are calmer more organized and this is just a personal i mean there's lots of data out there like that but this is just yeah. personal experience is that i can um help to influence the behavior and the mood for my children every day because of the choices that i make at home now yeah. let's say for example i'm going to give you guys a couple of tips and tricks in regarding um regarding music lessons so say for example your child is registered in lessons um, whether it's online or in person. And here it is, time to practice. No child in the history <laughs> of the world has they enjoyed practicing <laughs> at least some point in their life. There is a time where they begin to really love it because they yes. begin to really see the fruits of their labor. But this is where I think my parents' perspective was incredible. Um, my mom said, if you do not have the choice to skip math because you hate it, then you can't skip music because you don't feel like practicing today exactly. because, because it's part of education. It's part of my job as mom and dad, as teacher, I have certain obligations and those obligations are to teach you to be well-rounded and yeah. music is so important. And the yeah. schools are really failing their students because they're defunding these things and they're taking that away. And then it's, it's so sad. It is very sad. And you're actually seeing, um, it's always been lower, in my opinion, <clears throat> the level of achievement in public school just because of the lack of personal involvement. Mm -hmm. um, but they're seeing an even greater decrease in achievement scores exactly. and levels because they are removing 
that expressiveness and the, the full mind workout that's going on. Yeah. So I would challenge you, whether your child likes it or not, to incorporate and whether or not you always feel motivated to do this, to challenge yourself, because it's also really important that your children see this might not be easy for you either, but yeah. it's important. It's so important that mom and dad are going to learn too. We're going to well, have... Yeah. Quick question. So when you're, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'm so no, sorry. That's fine. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm just jumping in. Um, so one of the things that uh, it was always a thought to me is that, so if your child, like oftentimes sitting down for a half an hour at the piano to start to do scales and then just to, to do work on a piece or whatever, or, or on the guitar or whatever, it seems to be daunting. Yep. You can break it into smaller, like you can go, hey, you're going to do math and then 10 minutes of piano and then you're going to do, can you do, is it that, a, is that a good way to do it? Or would you prefer that they do it all at one time? I think that's a fantastic approach. So at the academy, we, um, because of that exact scenario, because people are like, I can't do this. I have to sit there. And then what do they do? They sit there, complain, throw fits and do absolutely nothing for half an hour. Yes. Yes. And then it's a, then it's miserable. And then what are we doing as parents? We're yeah. training them that piano is horrible. Yeah. Nobody enjoys it. Yes. So yeah. at the Academy, I say, you need to practice five times in a week. And we have a prize wall that motivates them. If they get a star lesson because they've practiced and you can hear it and all that, then they get to collect stars and earn things because it's important that they are in control of the outcome. Sure. So doing something like that at home might be really powerful too. Mm-hmm. Because we are looking to train the child to make choices on their own, but they do need direction. So our job is, I say, okay, five, five practices a week. I want it to be that you have each day 20 minutes of practice. Now that's, mm -hmm. that's just for a beginner, right? So I tell them, I don't care if that's five minutes here and five minutes there and 10 minutes over here. Yeah. As long as it's all in the one day. I said, you have five minutes. You have five minutes to waste. Many, mm -hmm. multiple times in a day. I said, so that means you're going to break up your lesson. The first five minutes, you're going to play through your scales and arpeggios. Mm -hmm. And then, whoa, you're free. Then the next five minutes, you're going to play through your technique book. And then you're free. And then the next 10 minutes, you're going to play through your lesson songs. And you're going to apply the little things. And we always break our songs into sections. We always okay. look for form. Anything, we look for patterns. We highlight patterns. So that yeah. the children are, and my, my goal is always to tell them practice better, not just more. Yes. So I teach them the theory. I, I show them, we find patterns, we look for stuff so that they can be like, oh, this happened six times. So if I play it the first time, I've got the other five. And yeah. then I, so I really only have to learn brand new two lines of music. That's brand new. The rest of it's all repetition. See, isn't that just, that's so smart. Working smarter, not harder, which is that's what we would right. love to teach our kids. <laughs> that is right. Make them incredibly efficient. And so then yeah. the child sits down and goes, oh, I can do two lines. And then guess what happens? They start getting it. And 10 minutes turns into 20 minutes, turns into 30 minutes because the child is interested. Yeah, they're enjoying and, it. Yes. And some days you as parent will have to sit beside them and follow through. But yes. if you're not willing to follow through, why should they? Exactly. You have to be invested. It's right. And you have to be a good role model. A lot of mm. parents tell me, well, my child won't practice. So I'm taking them out of lessons. And I tell them, well, that's so unfortunate. We need as parents to support them. It's not an option for them to quit. In my opinion, right. they need a couple of years of lessons, whether they love it or not. 
because it's good for them. But they don't need to be like, go to lessons, do your thing. And then that's it. And they don't have a support system. Instead, there's going to be days where there's bad attitudes and we have discipline and we have to deal with the discipline hurdle. That's why we homeschool so that we can form the character and then go revisit the piano with a good spirit after the character um, and behavioral issue has been dealt with. And it comes up sometimes because of music. It isn't music's fault, but it gives us a great opportunity to train our child and then revisit the music with a with a sweet spirit and a combined effort and saying hey i know this isn't your favorite right now but it's good for you so mom will help you i will sit here and i don't always know what i'm doing but i'm here to help as much as i can i think that's great yeah and i and again going ahead and breaking it up for them you yep. know there's nothing wrong i mean you know and we and and like okay i was a charlotte mason style uh homeschooler uh-huh. and so she already talks about you know keeping it you know bite-sized pieces when they're younger bite-sized pieces you know and just yep. you know um just keeping it short and and moving them through the day and you can always come back and revisit something so if you do you know 20 you know a half an hour or 20 minutes of math and then another 20 minutes of math and later on down the road. I mean, just, you know, kind of breaking it up so that it isn't all at one time. Cause it's overwhelming to like a seven-year-old. It is. And remembering that every, every single child learns differently. That's not right. any different for piano. Right. So I have two children, my five-year-old, well, he's going to be five, my four-year-old, five-year-old, he is so interested and he wants to be included. So he does everything color coordinated with the prodigy's curriculum. And yeah. when he's that young, He'll be like, mom, I want to play. And so I'll get him up there and he'll play through a song and then he's done. And I let him yeah. go. And, yeah. but he, but I wanted to see the motivation. Now my, my seven-year-old, almost eight-year-old, it is her obligation that she loves it, but yeah. it is important to her. It's important to me. And so sometimes she's like, I don't want to. And I look at her and tell her, it's not about what you want. It's about what's good for you. I hear that it's not your favorite thing to do, but it is good for you. So you sit yeah. down and you play through it. If you need help, you ask and I will come help you. And then you're yeah. done. So let's yeah. focus and then you can be free. And so yeah. she's like, okay. And the next thing you know, <clears throat> she's done what I asked her to do. And then I'm like, you can go play. And she's like, if you want to, I'm going to keep playing. Yeah. <laughs> well, and we do self discipline thing because, you know, right. as adults, there's a lot of things that we don't want to do that we have to do sometimes Absolutely. on a daily basis. <laughs> That's right. And if we don't show them that kind of commitment to helping them and supporting them. Why in the world would we expect them to do something we aren't capable of? Exactly. Exactly. So it really is. And I think about Mm. this all the time, homeschooling. I'm home. I'm schooling myself too, still, because I have to control my moods. I have to control my follow through. I have to be um, always a good example. And we're not Mm. always going to succeed, but Mm -hmm. we also then need to be very transparent. So say, for example, my child has a fit at piano lessons, you know, when we're practicing, I lose my temper and everybody goes to the other room, everybody's crying. I can come back to my child and I'm not saying this hasn't happened. (laughs) I can come back to my child and say, you know what, mommy was wrong. I did not handle that situation well. Yes. And tell them, I'm sorry. I think it's important that you do your piano lesson, but I was pushing too hard and so, how about if mom does this and you do this and we work at a team and then my children will immediately be like, it's okay, mom, I'm sorry. I was wrong. And yeah. we give each other hugs and we go back to the piano. It didn't mean that we didn't do piano that day. It meant yeah. that our attitudes had to change both of us yes. and we had to come back as a team and go back to the piano as a team with better spirits and better attitudes. And then 
finish. We need the follow through because most times I see children regretting it later in life because there was conflict. And so instead of dealing with the cause of the conflict, we blamed it on the music and stopped the lesson. Well, and what did you just do? You, you took a moment and you turned it into a teachable moment. That's right. And it, and it taught your kids. I mean, there, everybody can, I don't have to deduce it. You all know what you taught your kid there. Yes. Well, <laughs> and, lessons and it's and just, it's funny. Lifelong lessons. That's right. I remember, and I, I, my dad is just like me. We're very black and white. We're very driven people, but sure. I remember, and I will remember for the rest of my life, the moment when he came to me and said, Hey, look, I did this wrong. I apologize. Please forgive me. And so if you mishandle it, because you're learning too, if you're not a musical parent, you don't know what goes into music lessons because you never had them. Right. So be merciful to yourself. Be transparent with your children and tell them we're both learning here. And And you're creating such safety for them that later on down the road, when they make mistakes, when they're teenagers, 15, 16, 17, 21, they can come to you because you've done that with them. Yes. And and they know that you're a safe place. That's exactly right. And remember why we homeschool. Exactly. Because our children are the most important things in the world. And because they are the most important thing, we're going to incorporate music, which I think is the most important academic absolutely well thank you leah yeah man oh man that went so fast i know well get me talking on the subject i'll talk all day oh hey you know i'm that way too so you know the two of us we could go on and on but we won't (laughs) (laughs) anyways we just hope that this really was a blessing to you guys i learned a lot um I want to just motivate you, get out there, get music, get, you know, Mm -hmm. get your kids involved, let them see you enjoying and learning too. And, and make it a family thing. It can be Be a real awesome. Yeah. Partner with your child about it. And anyways, Leah, I just want to thank you so much. And if you happen to be in the Detroit lakes area, look up Leah, she's going to, I'm going to get her, um, her website information and put it in the, in the, um, description of this podcast or any of the podcasts. There's three of them now. So, (laughs) and I just hope you all enjoyed it as much as I did. And, um, just really just get in there and just start somewhere, start today, start somewhere and just get moving on it. So thank you so much, Leah. We appreciate you. It was my pleasure. All right. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.